0: Hello everyone and welcome to the North American Irish Coaches Show. Today we have Niall Logue on the show. Niall is from Derry and currently plays and is the captain of FC Tucson in USL League One. Niall, how's things? It's going well, pa, yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Great to have you on. Thanks for, uh, I know you did a bit of a shout out last week for us as well. You've been following along, so it's, uh, it's good to have you on and, and uh, I hope everything's wealthy as well in, in, in Arizona. Um. Niall, we'll get straight into it. So, tell us about yourself. Obviously, you're from Derry. You know, how does, how does a boy from Derry end up uh, all the way to Tucson? So, give us a bit of background where you played, grew up, and uh, to where you are today.
1: Uh, I mean, obviously, if you know anything about Derry, I mean, it's a football-mad city. Like, so, I um, played all my youth growing up. Uh, I come from a big football family, uh, especially my daddy's side. And play for a local club called Papa the Hull Celtic, uh, FC. Um, it's a big, like in the, we call it the water side, so it's like two sides of the city, um, water side and city side. It's on the water side of the city. Uh, big community, loads of lads, play for a really good, really good uh, youth club. So played there growing up my youth there about, I say about 14 ish, 14, 15. And then after that then I made the I made the jump over in the uh, semi professional side institute FC. I don't know if you heard of them. Like there's two clubs in Derry Institute and then Derry City in the League of Ireland. So made the switch over to Institute around when I was like 15 going on sixteen. And went straight in there the under nineteens and stuff. And then within the year by under 17s then I was uh captain for the under nineteens at Institute and then I was kinda of breaking me way under the first team as well, too, getting uh, substitute appearances here and there and stuff and getting minutes here and there. So, I mean, it was a big experience for me. I was playing with uh, big players. that came over from the, like to like, Mickey McCruden that played at Newcastle and Darren McCauley played at Celtic and stuff. And then, um, like, Paddy McLaughlin was a captain at the time. He's Cliftonville's manager now at the minute and stuff. like So, I was not around, like, big names at the time and stuff. And so I uh, done my trade there and I'll say was doing well, stuff in 19s and then around the first team. And it was uh, Paul Key uh, at the time who was the manager. And so it was around when I was, it was my last year of school. So it would have been just turned 18. And I was kind of like flirting with idea about coming out to America and stuff. And uh, Paul Came to me one night in training, was all how hey, would you ever be interested in coming out there, like going out to America to continue playing football and your studies and stuff? And I was like, you know what, I'm actually kind of like flirting with ID and stuff and all. And like I was chatting the year there, I have a buddy of mine, Andy Devlin, uh, that's currently living in Vancouver now. He, he came out here around the, when he was my age, uh, he went to a uh, Bakersfield school in California, so I was talking with him and stuff. And obviously, he was talking me a few of his buddies that were in America and things like that. So, the manager at Institute, Paul, just called me aside and said, well, there's a, this fella coming over from, I think it was
0: some,
1: is there a school in North Carolina, like Marshall or something? Mars Hill. Uh, Mars Hill, something like got that. I so, was a manager from there, that was coming over, and uh, there was a, just like a basically like a pickup game for select players in Sturban, and so... He said to me, Lord, there's one, there's a game now." And just say it was a few days from when he told me. And I was like, All "Right, no bar." So I just took the day off school and, and went up and that uh, really well. I and mean, then probably probably the best player up there. And then they put he pulled me out then after the after the game and said, Lord, like I really want they, I really want they take you to like them in school and stuff." But they were they only had the money at the time for a striker like that. They had every other position. Uh, fold and stuff so he's like "Look, I love free you to like stay in contact with me and they bring you out next year and I said to him I was like love buddy like I'm finishing me I'm finishing my A levels this year and if I, if I decide to kind of take a year off from it I think I'll maybe lose interest and then there's also like you're maybe talking to options and if you can sign uh, professionally and stuff again like do you know what I mean Would I like to dairy yeah. City and in that if that was uh, an opportunity at the time And so I'll say that takes away the the option and I'm moving out to America. So he said, all right, I have a few contacts here and I'm going to send them out. They of a bunch of coaches he knew. And one of them was Hugh Bell at Yavapai. And I think within a couple of days, my phone rang and it was Hugh in the phone, just introducing himself. And... Give me a bit of a background on him and how he got in contact with me and and this and they are like that game that trial game I played was recorded so I think the manager sent that game over they yeah. they Hugh and stuff and then obviously Hugh being originally from Belfast and stuff like just having that Irish connection and that and uh, I was chatting away to him, and then the man just stayed on me every like the man must have called me every second like like just can't like bar knows about him also like he just constantly on my back on my back and. I go, the, the interest just keep growing and growing and growing like and then eventually and then the end, just they gave me obviously like a full starship and stuff and just one thing that then are, before you know it then within the within uh within the year I was on a plane, moving out to Arizona, not knowing what I was gonna do, like, but sure
2: uh I jumped on it like and and am yeah. here now like good stuff. Yeah, you've you've touched on the pie. Um Kind of break down the recruiting process a little bit more there, now. What, how, how did how did that work for you? Knowing that, look, at I'd rather go to America and kind of get my education than maybe banking on that instead of saying, look, at I'm gonna try again for the pro stuff. What, how did what were the debates in your head at that time?
1: Um, I mean, I'll say like there is always that option of like I mean, every young lad wants to be a professional footballer and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yep, yep. And, like, I've always kind of. I mean, my family's always kind of installed in my education as a, a big part of like, football, only that so long, as he's known things. So, like, it was always that kind of, that, that like, flop of the coin in a sense. Like, you no, know, the maybe you go and try and do the professional right, And if it doesn't work out, like, you can always go to the university back home, or do you say, no, Like, at least I can go to America, get an unbelievable experience living in a different country, and I'll say, see what of opportunities come through it as well as playing football and getting like a high quality education you know what i mean so when you sat down and weighed up all the pros and cons i mean it was a no-brainer then like you know what i mean uh they make the decision and so uh like i said before like he was just i mean he he helped me out massively like he like i said i know a lot about it in a sense so he broke down a lot of it to me and i like, kind of how it would work and and like, i got him no, going on it that the season was so short. Excuse me, and stuff like that. There, you know. So, he broke everything down to me and how it is, and who's done it and been there before, and this, that, and the hour And once I just sat back and thought about it more, I was like, you know what hey, it's, you can always, you can always come home. Do you know what I mean? It was like I would, I would hit there, sit back, and regret and say, oh, what if, what if I did that work? Could I be now? Do you know what I mean? So. At least I can always say I did it and I did do it and it was the best decision I ever made. Like,
2: Yeah, no, and look at um, the first season I wasn't there with you. Um, the second season I remember I picked you up from the airport. Um, <laughs> um, talk to me about the two seasons at Yavapai. How did they go? Um, kind of, What did you like about the JUCO? Um, how was it for you at Yavapai? It was good, like it
1: was an experience. I mean, I'll say uh, the, the football was, it was a bit different. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like it was a bit more on the Palmit side and there was a maybe like back home, if you play, if you played just for example, when I was playing on the 19s, like we had a lot of guys that were like in the Northern Ireland set up growing, like growing up together and stuff and then counties and people who played in the Malt Cup and Fog Cup and stuff. So like, we are playing with lads who even went over and tried and stuff to England and Scotland and things. So, like, I feel like the quality was a bit better back home. Do you know what I mean? I feel like there were some players that weren't really up to scratch. But I was kind of pleasantly surprised, too, though, and, like, how how well we were our first year anyway. um, I know, like, you uh, kept an eye on it a bit and stuff and all, you knew you were coming to Yavapai, like, the second year. Yeah. But in our first year, like, we had – I think we, we – Definitely underachieved when I came to like, what would you say, like playoffs and all that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, we won, we won the regular season. We like, I think it was like eight games they go, maybe ten games they go or something. Like we absolutely smashed it. Like we, we broke every record there was they break. And me individually and then collectively as a team that season and within the league and stuff like so. And then it came to playoffs and we just had one little slip. with that horrendous whoever came up with that idea of goal and goal is the most better person when it comes to football because like, that was madness when I came out to America like I realized that rule and stuff so uh kind of underachieved and I feel like a first year considering how how well the coaches recruited and stuff and then especially in that uh Nationals being at Yavapai that year and stuff on Arizona like so we were definitely top. They kind of go the whole way. And we probably, when we saw them, when we to watch Nationals ourselves, seeing the talent, we probably would have went the whole way, being truthful. Like, and then the second year then, I mean, uh, you were there with me and stuff. Like, we had a good team. I feel like we better up and down as well too. I mean, we still, we still, we still did well. and uh, we, won, we won the regular season. I think, wasn't that the year we, Won up within like three games within like seven days or
2: something? Yeah, we, we, we had rainstorms and stuff. We went down to Mesa. We didn't we didn't get to play. We had to go back up. Then we played three games in like six or seven days. We came uh, back down to Phoenix. We went to them. We, we beat them. Then they came back up to us after them beating somebody and we, and we lost to them. Not uh, that day. Um, just remember
1: like we had, they won all three games. They won the conference and then we did. Um and to be fair it was good too and things and then and our literally same same story like just slept up on playoffs again goal and goal and yeah. it's one of and things like you know what I mean you kind of leaves a better taste in your mouth and stuff like but I mean I loved it the two years I was there like I definitely wish it was a four year school like because I mean I'm still friends with so many people to this day and stuff and probably will be the rest of my life like I think it was it was a it was a cool school and like the model of like, retirement bowl like do you know what I mean there's just old yeah. people everywhere and everybody goes there to retire like and there's just this powerhouse junior college <laughs> in the model of it that just wants everything especially when it comes to soccer like but no I loved the tape definitely definitely thoroughly enjoyed my time at Yavapai for the two years I was there like
2: Yeah and then transitioning down Yavapai to Ohio the Ohio, Ohio State. Um <laughs> what was what was the difference um in the environment, training sessions, facilities Obviously you're going from D up to the D one level. What how can you describe the difference? How did it prepare you? Um, your kind of thoughts on the transition?
1: Um personally the transition wasn't it wasn't that hard to do, to be honest. Like I mean I'm yeah. like I'm a, I'm a city boy myself. Like, I come from a city like back home, so going over to Columbus then it was it was nothing really nothing really new to me. Do you know what I mean? And to be fair, I kinda adjust adjust well the, the new environments pretty easily. If, if that's one thing I can take away from myself. Like uh honestly when you're talking about facilities like you're sick, second in on Ohio State like I mean it's an absolute powerhouse in a big ten. Like there's just multi million dollars through on a every year. Like do you mean we've I think we have the biggest college sponsorship and I like, in the entire country and stuff like do you mean it's just the facilities are stupid like especially where like how good our football team is too like the money just racks on there. So uh anything you needed it was it was there and a click of a finger like and stuff. So that was something I definitely definitely enjoyed. Do you know what I mean? And it definitely helped your it helped your football career excel as well too. And then the, like, the the strength coaches we had, like we had like two or three strength like a head strength coach and then two interns with him that were doing their masters and stuff like that there too. And then we had like a head athletic trainer and the same with that. So you've like three people and each field, you know, helping you out and helping you excel and stuff. And then also your coaching staff and then unbelievable, like three training fields. And then like the game field and the stadiums, unbelievable. Like, it's like a carpet every game and stuff. Like, in like one-sided, like 10,000-seater stadium and and stuff like that. Like, so, no, it was unbelievable. Like, I mean, there is a difference in level. Like when you're going from junior college to, to division one and stuff and all. But for me personally, I, I could play well. Like I did not really think it was like a crazy step for me up. Like I think I was I was comfortable at both levels and uh and I continued to felt like I could definitely play at even a higher level again as well at the time too. Like so it was always just kind of like being in the environment I was on and then just playing in that environment. You know what I mean? Nile, um,
0: I'd be a big fan of. Uh... League of Ireland football, even Irish League growing up I would have watched watched a lot of it on the telly and it's uh, it's been uh, it's evolved, you know, north and south of the border over the last couple of years you saw, um, I think it was Glenn Thorne did really well in, in Europe this year and, and a couple of other clubs mm. there and obviously Dundalk tomorrow night are are uh, one game away from the group stages, you know, Michael O'Neill had Shamrock Rovers a couple of years ago so and then, you know, Windsor Park is brand new, the Aviva in Dublin, like Irish football is, is going through a lot of changes. Uh, what changes did you see, like, from when you were growing up in Derry um, to, you know, you came out here and you went went back home as regards the professionalism, the grounds, you know, attendances? You know, what, what have you seen, like, the transition of Irish football?
1: I definitely, I mean, I'll say as you, as a young lad, like, I would always go to Derry games growing up and stuff and all. And, uh, I mean, it, it was a brilliant experience always getting going to watch her your hometown club and stuff and supporting them and, and back then they they were a successful club like I mean they won a lot when they especially when they had Stephen Kenny yeah. in charge and stuff, they won a lot of leagues and a lot of cups and stuff and I mean the man speaks for himself. I mean he's the he's the Ireland manager at the moment, like do you know what I mean? So he's when going from stride to stride and uh no, it's definitely evolved. And like you said, you mentioned their growings and that the growings have definitely evolved. Like uh, before I went out the Brande well was what we call it, the old Brande Will, like now it's the new Brandywell or the Ryan McBride Stadium. Yeah. And uh I mean it's unbelievable now, like especially with a new stand and it's completely uh, they took away the dog track that was around it and things like that and it's it's not grass anymore. It's uh it's turf now and stuff. So um it's handy especially being a summer league back home. Yeah. Do you know what I mean so you're doing pre-seasons and in January, like, early February, and it's, it's freezing, snowing back home and stuff and all, so, they, so they'll be able to take advantage of, of having a nice facility, like that, and especially being in turf as well, too. You're not you're not going out to training like big waterlogged pitches and even frozen pitches and things like that, you know? So, uh, not the stadiums around the league are definitely revamping. I know the likes of, like, bows are looking to get a new stadium, and I think the Pats is going to be getting a new stadium in Shelburne and things like that. So, I would say even if you... Talking about it now in the North, five years too, we'll be looking back and saying, "Jesus, look how far it's come again," you know. And and definitely in the in the Irish league as well too in the north. Like I have a bunch of buddies that play there. Like I have a, a buddy of mine plays at Corrine. I mean, they did really well in Europe. They did, yeah. And then I, have a, I have a buddy, a few boys that play at Glen Torn and Crusaders and, yeah. and, and Cloughmullen as well too and stuff like so. Uh, no, it's definitely growing, like, and I think it will continue to grow. I just think Ireland's always. I think money's always been a big factor when it's come to the League of Ireland or the Irish League. Do like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I definitely feel talent-wise and standard-wise, I mean, I think it's on par with Scotland easily, in my opinion. I'll say the likes of like Celtic and Rangers and Hubs and those yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Big, bigger, bigger clubs. like. But I think, see how like, so Shamrock Rovers are playing now and how they, they played AC Milan recently in the Europa League and AC Milan played a strong team with Zlatan and stuff like, do you know what I mean? So I think I mean, they can easily do a job on the SPL. The likes I mean, they play the Mara and mm. their final qualifier in <clears> the Europa League. And if they won, they're on the group stages. Like, you know what I mean, so it shows it's going in the right direction. And I mean, obviously, they, they get the chance they they be a part of it. It was always something I wanted to do. And and I was, I'm always forever thankful and grateful that they go home and play for my hometown club because I've always wanted they put on yeah. that candy straight jersey and, and to be able to do that for a season. And then obviously, I moved to Van Herbst was... Uh, so I thoroughly enjoyed and playing in the Premier Division week in, week out at the highest level in Ireland. It's just only gonna it's only going to develop you and make you better as a player, like you know what I mean. And I definitely think that has helped me and excelled me in my career, like
0: yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, anyone that's following Irish football, it's definitely it's definitely getting better and better uh, in the Irish League in the League of Ireland. Now you mentioned money there, and and you know we've had this uh, conversation on a few of the interviews over the summer, um. All-Ireland League is, is kind of on everyone's lips. And, you know, everyone kind of looks at it and says, oh, this would be brilliant. It'd be brilliant to see Glentoran play Shamrock Rovers or Derry play, you know, uh, you know Crusaders or whoever, whatever. Uh, Sligo play someone from the North. Like, you know, what's your thoughts on that? Obviously, you haven't, you know, been with Institute, been with Derry, been with Finn Harps. You know, geographically, Ireland, I mean, Cork is far. But uh, what do you think that would do for the, the, the football on the island? I definitely, I definitely
1: back it to be honest. Like I know it was a big topic when it first came out. You still I think it's it's Niall Quinn, isn't it? That's kind of leading the. Yeah, um, I
0: don't, don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was involved. There's been a, there's been a lot of uh, clubs in the north polled, and I think there's been a lot of meetings. But just from a, just from a structure standpoint, what's your thoughts really on it? Like, uh, um, uh, you think it's gonna, <laughs> you think it would work? I think it would
1: honestly. I mean, I think it. Yeah. It can only it can only develop it can only yeah. develop the, the talent especially do you know what I mean I feel like if you're if you're in all Ireland league it's only going to definitely develop the, the talent within the country and then also it's, it's going to help it's going to help that the likes of national teams as well too do you know what I mean it's because you're going to have a lot more full time clubs do you know especially in the north where a lot of them are kind of part time slash full time I think there's only two full time Crusaders I might be wrong here maybe three it might be Crusaders Glen Thorne and Lumfield. Or three full timers and uh, the Irish league get them on it. Like, do you know what I mean? So, if he merges the two, then I think it's I think they were talking about when I was reading the documents at the time when they released them. I think it's like one like main premier. Yeah. Sort of top through the both, and then like two two championships split then through the north and the south or something, yeah. and then also promotion and relegation. They work it out like that, but. I guess I guess only going to benefit the country, honestly. Especially talent-wise, you would see a lot more players uh, from the likes of like Europe and stuff, and even the likes of England and Scotland and stuff, sending players over or players coming over on loan or players coming over to sign and stuff and all. Because then money, more money is getting pumped on there. More attendances are going to be coming to games. There's going to be more rival. I mean, if they City so they played Longfield like I mean that there's a there be a massive rivalry. Like, I mean, there be thousands at the game.
0: TV you know money, I mean? yeah.
1: Like, yeah, TV money, things I like got there too. Maybe a lot of it televised a lot more and stuff, like people will play a lot more attention to it. And then also, I feel like people will be more intended, they want to stay in the country as well, too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If, if if the money is there and things, and like, uh, say, just say it got to the stage where it's on par with Scotland, maybe we have uh, certain types of wages and stuff like that, like whether people want to ship over and move away and stuff, like, do you know what I mean? So. I think it, would, it, would, it would definitely, in my opinion, it would help the help the leagues, help the players, help the country, help especially help a national team like especially developing younger players coming through and stuff and all and, and how that would help you know like if you're a big club like Shamrock Rovers and <laughs> I mean I know they have a second they have a second team at the minute and stuff and all you play a lot of young guys in the championship and the League of Ireland and things so the likes of that there and development players I and mean, things like. It's only gonna definitely definitely help a country, like, and I, I would love to see it someday. I really would, take I think it'll be unbelievable. They watch like and I think you would see how
0: how fast it would excel. Definitely, yeah. it's definitely, definitely, a lot of potential there. Like I said, and Glen versus Shamrock Rovers on a on a Saturday night in Belfast or or, or Dublin. I mean, that's, that's, thousands that's, of
1: people will be at that. Yeah, like, you it's,
0: TV money. Like a young lad hmm. growing up in Dublin or Belfast or Galway or. Donegal and the you know wherever um, I think it you know it would give uh, soccer in the north and south such a platform within the country uh, that it probably Uh, deserves as well. So and I think
1: it would I think it would also like it would create a lot more jobs as well too a lot more clubs going full time and stuff. Do you mean so? Yeah. Obviously, the more full-time clubs, the more employees they're going to need and things like that. And and obviously, I, I know there was a lot of talk about like the likes of especially the Irish League clubs. Do you know what I mean? Who, who get paid probably like a pretty decent wage, but they also have full time jobs oh, yeah. too. Do you know what I mean? And they're kind of doing both. And then if you go full time, you can't kind of they, you have to leave the one and stuff like. But I mean, if the money's pumped on there I'm sure it'll be a no brainer for them. And they want to go full time and stuff and all things like that. You know, and and if, if they did not there's always there's always players there that's gonna that's gonna take their place and do it. You know, and things. So
0: no, nah, hey, it's, I would love to see it. I really would. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm with you and a lot more people, I think, as well, are starting to come around to the idea. Um, Daniel Lafferty, uh, Shamrock Rovers. Uh, I hear he's, he's a cousin of yours. Um, how have you looked up to him? I did a bit of research on him. He's had quite the career. Um, you know, how have you looked up to him when, when thinking, I want to be a professional footballer? You know, He's played with some good clubs. I think he has some caps for Northern Ireland as well. Um, so how has he played a, a part in your development or career? Me, I, I, mean,
1: that, uh, I mean Daniel's a, he is the footballer of the family, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just I'm just living in a shadow at the minute. you know what uh, I mean? No, Daniel's had an amazing career. I mean he moved over to Celtic when he was fifteen, like, you know, a young age and stuff and he left school and things like that and he was there until he was nineteen, twenty, I think maybe and stuff and then like was out and loan a few times and things like that and then decided to come home and play for Derry for two years and yeah, yeah. at the time when he came home Derry was in the I think they were in the championship at the time. And then they got promoted up and uh and then they had a I think he had like the year they got promoted then the second year him and James McLean were on the left hand side, they're good bodies like and I think Daniel had something on like thirteen goals and eleven assists or something as a left back. Do you know what not mean? Bad, he right? was, uh, <laughs> it's just uh, not bad <laughs> It had a mean free kick back in the day anyway I can see like but now I excelled hey and then obviously getting the move in over to Burnley in the championship and then moving up into the Premier League and stuff and then going on a few loan spells in the championship and then obviously Sheffield uh, United most recently and stuff and being promoted up to the Premier League with them and, and then obviously back home now with Shamar Goversick. Uh no I mean the man's had a wonderful career. If I could have half a career he's had hey I'd be I been in good stead, like in good company. But um, no, he's always helped me. He's always been on the other side of the phone, definitely. They they give me advice, and if I ever needed it and stuff, he's never been one to kind of like ram information down my throat or anything, like because I don't think he ever really liked that either. You know, it's you kind of he always just let me know, like, if he if he need advice or whatever and stuff. No, don't be hesitant to talk, and we, and we would talk even since I moved out here and stuff too. Like we. Uh, we'll talk regularly, probably maybe once or or twice a week and stuff, just shooting messages back and forth and that. And and uh, but no, I mean, he's a a big pillar in the family and stuff, he's always been a big footballer and stuff, and things like that. So, for me to kind of hopefully try and follow his footsteps is something I really, really want to do, and hopefully, have half of the career he can have or had, should I say.
2: Now, the the advice part of of being a footballer I find really interesting now as I've developed into a coach you're now playing right it's it's way different mm-hmm. what kind of advice would you give to maybe maybe all aspects of this maybe lads back home looking at maybe looking at the college route or or guys looking at maybe going onto pro like one thing I always noticed that you at Yavapai is you, you you always push lads right whether 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 they wanted to hear it or not you you're always there just trying to help guys advise them afterwards. I know I sat down I had chats with you um, sometimes um, what what is your advice to to young footballers or or to a, a young not young Nile um, at this point in your career to kind of say, look at this is what I would have done different or here 's my advice
1: i uh, I mean yes if you few I think touch on the basis of like the advice of like young lads, maybe looking at the option of the American, like the America aspect and that right and stuff like I think definitely look at it as an option. Do you mean like keep all your options open? No, I feel like a lot of people and a lot of young lads, especially back home, because it's not like America, you don't have so many opportunities that you would have here that likes that different sports and stuff like could take you a lot of different career paths, you know. So I think a lot of lads just kind of, if you're a half-decent footballer and you kind of have a half-decent chance, you throw all your eggs in the one basket. Do you know what I mean? Then they don't really look at the, the other aspect of that education as well, too. You can also take the right of being a professional footballer and having a good career. And even if the football part doesn't work out, you're still going to have a better life than what you first, first planned out. Do you know what I mean? And stuff like, so I'd say, like, kind of not throw your eggs in the one basket in that aspect. But like you were saying, I think me, like when I came over and stuff and kind of pushing people and kind of, not necessarily even like pushing them to push them. It was more like just trying to like let a lot of lads kind of see their potential or kind of believe in themselves a lot more. And I know I would be the first they say, I would be the first they kind of open my mouth when I play football. You know, I'm, I'm very, I'm very active. I'm loyal when I, when I play football and I think that's more of a cultural thing and just kind of how I'm hot-wired as well too. Do you know what I mean? And I've always just kind of been that growing up and even back home as well too, been loud and kind of directional. But, it's, it's strange too because I'm not really like that off of pitch like when I'm on the pitch yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm a completely no, agree. different person like I'm I'm a lot more i would be a lot more reserved off of pitch do you know what I mean and I, I like I put up on banter and stuff and things like that but I would never be as loud as I am on the pitch I'm never that person that change your mood like like as as uh, getting all the attention and being loud and, and being that person that gets things going and stuff you know I'm kind of more sit back and enjoy it and kind of up on here and there you know and things but I like I think just kind of letting people see see their see their potential more than anything and but also more so like helping them understand maybe parts of the game that that they're lacking that's going to help us as a team too do you know what I mean like if, I'm sure like when we had conversations like uh it was more so on like the basis of like, like you're good at this through this that's going to help us or like right you need to work on this that's going to benefit us as a team. It's going to benefit you as a player. It's going to take you the direction you want to go. Things like that. Do you know what I mean? And stuff. And, and by no means I was never a finished product. I'm still not a finished product. I mean, I'm constantly always learning and stuff and all, but I feel that's just the way I am. And I like the taking information, but also like they dish it out. You know, and if I was to give me, if I was to give myself advice, I think it would be, I wouldn't, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't really change a lot, kind of, how, who I am and, and and what I've been doing, like, I don't know, like, I feel like I've, kind of, went through the, the football journey I've been on, and it's, kind of, been specific to me, like, you know what I mean, and yeah. I, kind of, I developed a wee bit, maybe a wee bit slower growing up, and so I was always, kind of, like, the talker. I was always just a left, like, just a left footer, I was always just, I start, started as a left back, you know, I was just through and in it and there, I was never, kind of, like, the, the star player, or, the big man at the back and this, that, and the other. I kind of just always got by, you know, and maybe I was to give myself some type of advice. Maybe they they work on things a bit more, like maybe work on my, my technique a bit more. But I think for me, it was more so, I just kind of had to grow under my, my ability. You know what I mean? And I just, as the years went by, I just kind of gradually grew more and more under my ability. But I've always had a, a good mindset. I was always a disciplined player. I was always, that's up on like I never, I never really drank that much like uh, growing up and stuff. Like I never started drinking. I was around seventeen. I was at like eighteen back home and stuff like. But even at that, like I I'd, I'd had a part time job at the weekends. I was playing at the weekends. I was schooling stuff like that. So I was flat out, you know. Never really had time to think about social life or anything. So I felt like keep me. I kept myself really grounded. And stuff, and I think that's definitely kept me in good stead. They they wear on today, and I always kind of keep that as a basis. You know, I've, I've, I pride myself on kind of being like a a hard worker and stuff. And I know, like, I mean, I know there's way more talented players out there and stuff like. But I would say I could I can go toe to toe with a lot of them. Do you know what I mean? Just on the basis on the foundation that I pride myself on, and and I wouldn't say like a lot of guys would have half a good as a left foot as a center back that I would pride myself on having, you know what I mean? And just gradually over every year, just kind of taking on more and more information and little steps from different coaches and things like that, and just adding to your game and just constantly evolving and constantly molding your game to kind of be a better player or also like a better person. And, and that's what I think most important to me is if I can like help players get better and also help myself get better and help my team get better. And then, I'm doing something right. You know what
0: I mean? Yeah, for sure. you'll talk to us about um obviously growing up in Derry and then getting to play for Derry City, like a hometown club. Uh do you still remember the first day you got to play for them? Like tell us about that experience.
1: I it was I mean, I'll say when the opportunity came up they, they signed for Derry. I mean, I'll always be grateful. They can see for giving me the opportunity to sign for a hometown club and stuff and at a I had a lot of good, I had a lot of plays at the time as well too. When I went back home, so it kind of made it a lot, made it an easy transition moving back home again. Like you know, like I had a lot of lads that I played with youth level growing up and stuff, and and close friends who were playing like I like the Armach and F and Ben Doherty and Conor McDermott yeah. and stuff and on. And you know the likes of like Jared Doherty, a goalkeeper, he's been around forever. Like so, yeah. uh no, I loved that It was it was definitely something I always wanted to do and. Uh, I know it was a short stint just for, for the year and things like that. Uh, first game was away to Bulls. We, uh, so, I never played at a third game under the season. So, the first game, I travel. We were away to, we were away to uh, Waterford. The first game of the season, we lost 2-1. I travelled down with a club, but my Pippers never got through in time. So, I had to set out that game. And then the second game, we were away to Sligo. Uh, and I was on the bench for that game. And uh, I actually thought I was going to start that game, but I, I was kind of doing really well through preseason. That I, I came in a bit later in preseason, so but I had a really good preseason, and then uh, I was training really well and stuff like that. And I really thought I was going to start that game, but I ended up losing that game. Like it was one 0 at the time, I think. And uh, and then they threw me, in. and then the third away game, and away to Bowes, at Bowes, and we won that game one uh I thought I had a half decent game to be honest. I mean, it was, moving back from America and then going back on the league, garden obviously it was a it was a transition in play and stuff and all. I mean it was obviously a lot a lot a lot more physical and like the, the speed of play was a lot more and stuff and all like but like I like I said earlier, like I kinda of, I pride myself and just kinda of adapting the new environments really quickly and I felt I did that when I moved back home and I felt I should have probably maybe had a better career than I did at there and I mean and maybe I didn't play as much as I wanted be there and stuff too you know And but then again it's always to do with a manager like you know I mean he picks the team at the end of the day I just I went on every day, a and, and did really well and I felt I should have probably got more more opportunities that I did I think a lot of the lads that you would talk to probably would testify to that as well too but a lot like things happen in football you can't be better about it and stuff and all and I've, I can always say I play for my hometown club and not many people can do that back home and I'm sure there is a load, loads of them back home that would be biting, biting at the butt they, they say they did that, you know, even to be involved and and things like so uh no, I thoroughly enjoyed it today. and then I'll say unfortunately then at the end of the year like Kenny says then obviously lost his job and stuff and all and I mean it's never nice to uh-huh. see a manager manager leave a club and stuff and all, like but a lot. Like I got a good relationship with a man and things and I always uh be forever yeah. grateful for him for giving me the opportunity to play for my home playing club, you know, and and things like that. But I mean, then when a new manager comes on and take on the vine, then like obviously being in the League Ireland a lot. Of, it's kinda of like here too. A lot of people are on like one year contracts and stuff and,
2: yeah. and
1: things like that. And uh just I was just wasn't a part of the new manager's plans and it was just kinda of made sense then for me to be move on to pastures new.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um so obviously you've you've been around you know, two different colleges in the States. Now you're playing USL one, you played at Derry. uh, And then Finn Harps, talk to me about like the different manager styles that you played under. And then obviously, you know, being from Galway, you know, Ollie Horgan, uh, what a entertaining character. uh, (laughs) Uh, He is is in the league of Ireland. And, uh, you know, I have, I have a friend that did the pro license with him and said he was just a brilliant fella. Like, so just you know, um, talk about the managers or the coaches you played under, but obviously specifically, you know, your time at Finn Harps with Ali Horgan. I mean, he's done. I mean, the man has a wand up there. You know, I I, I, w- uh, I remember watching you guys stayed in the Premier Division. Uh, I watched some of those games, and and uh, he's done great work uh, up in Donegal. And so yeah, just compare compare the different styles, but. You know, is there anyone that compares to Ali or what was different about him? Uh,
1: no, no, Jesus. I don't think there's anyone on the planet that compares to Ali Horgan. Uh, no, top fella. Hey, I mean, I'll say I, I couldn't really say we, like, we came in America. Like, I couldn't say we really had a style. I'm trying to with testing it. There. Like, we don't really have a style of play. We just kind of, we were good and we won games. We just attacked and we won games. We didn't see many goals. Do you mean? We weren't really... Yeah. Then I was styling. I went to Ohio State, and we definitely had a style in, and it was long ball on the channels, and I dug my head on that. So that was like, you know what I mean, that was something I wasn't expecting then, and I was kind of frustrated at that. You know, I think the manager was kind of old school in that aspect. I mean, he was there for years too, John Bloom and stuff, and just done, like a football we played and stuff. And I mean, you, you always when you go to a new club, you always want to develop as a player and stuff, and I kind of felt like I. Like I, I was doing well and I that well individually, but I just felt like, you know what, I, I needed that next step and then obviously moving back home and that's when that's when I, I definitely made that step in like playing with quality players every day, week in, week out and playing against quality opposition, week in, week out it, it definitely a test tests you like, you know, and you only get you only get better from it. And Kenny Sheeds he was an interesting character too, they to said at least I like, kinda a lot of people don't don't really know that type of guy. he was he was an interesting character too. Comes across all kind of I don't know I wouldn't say like, pa- like passive like you know he's kind of
0: His interviews older, are good. His interviews uh, are good when he like, I
1: think he like, he analyzes things yeah. a while a lot do you know what I mean? But I think yeah. sometimes he over analyzes and he forgets what has to say do you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those characters like, I think he just his brain just goes off in different directions sometimes like, and the, the lads definitely had a we had a few fair laughs that year, and anyway. i could "Tell you yeah, of stuff that happens behind closed doors." Like, but, but no, uh, definitely there it was, kind of, I would say, a mixture of more, a wee bit of possession, but definitely more like attacking-based football. Like, you definitely want us to go forward with like aggression and things like that too, and, but keep the ball if we can and stuff. And then, honestly, we mentioned Ali Horgan. Ali Horgan is just, a different character, the unbelievable fella. Hey, like, I, I uh we keep in touch with Ali and stuff too, like, but, I mean, you mentioned it yourself, and, man, it's just, he's a nutcase, like, let's they put it lightly, like, he is an absolute nutcase, like, you, if anyone watches games, like, he's the only person you can hear on the sideline. like, he just goes simple, and then it doesn't help him when he has Paul Higarty, to his left as well, too, he's equally <laughs> as much as a nutcase, like, you know what I mean, if anybody knows Paul Higarty, he's had a good career in the league, just a hard, hard man, hey, just a bulldog of a midfielder, like back in his day and uh he definitely carries that over his managerial career, both of them as well. Like they just hard football, like if Harps is just hard nosed football, like they definitely pride themselves in the values of like you no know, one year headers, one year tackles, you know, they're strong on the tackle. Like I remember I remember we we played Derry at Fun Park. Uh and we I think we drew we drew one each think we think It was
2: we drew one each. We might have got
1: bit three two or something. I forget. I forget what game it was, but uh, but I had a really good game that game, and I think I maybe lost, maybe one, maybe two headers that game. Hey, i going to rub me to shreds, rut me to shreds. I was like, that's an unbelievable game. Like, what's going on here? Like, do you know what I mean? And, uh, but that's what I just pride myself on. Like, do you know what I mean just complete consistency and those values? What I like, just hard football, like. He wanted wanted to be a robot in some some cases like do you know what I mean like there's no mistakes when it comes to that kind of stuff and uh, I feel like watching this year and stuff too I feel like they try and keep the ball a bit more we tried to do it last year as well too like but uh, depending on some cases and who you're playing and stuff and all like if you played on back you're not gonna you're not gonna have the ball a lot do you know what I mean It's gonna be kind of sitting on Monday low block and just kind of absorb the pressure and try and have them on the counter and have them in set pieces and stuff like that, you know, and, you know, Dundas is a physical team as well too, so it's going to be a battle like, and, and they know that fine rightly as well too and they definitely, they prepare you for that, like having that, that hard nose and that hard gut they get stuck in and things and I've definitely added that to my game, do you mean? Especially coming back out here as well too, like I've, I would pride myself on being kind of like a ball playing centre half like, but, Playing on the M2 is definitely up my game on that aspect of, like, I just hear, like, if I go for a header, I just hear Ali Horgan's fucking voice in the back of my head, hey. well oh, now, boy, no. Do you know what I mean? Just getting stuck into everything, hey. But but no, quality, man, hey. Like, unbelievable. Fella. Like, scariest man alive, him and, uh, and uh, Paul Higarty, when you're on the football pitch. Like, with the off with, hey? They wouldn't hurt a fly, do you know what I mean? They oh. would do anything for you, like, if you know, like, I don't know if you know about that, like, but the man drives everywhere around the country and Ireland. Like, I think we, we had a home game on a Friday night. Uh, I think we were playing Sligo and Water Waterford was playing the next day. We were playing them the week after. And he, after that home game, he straightened the car after the game, drove the whole way down to Waterford. They watch him. Do you mean back up in, uh the day after in the car? Because there's a school teacher and that, like, uh, for classes and then obviously we go down then the week after. I mean, that's the type of person he is, you know. And, uh, must, law, be a Gal- like, must be
0: a Galway thing. We love we love the bit of driving.
1: Oh, I, I've never <laughs> met a man. Like, I'm a lost, drive. Hey, he drives everywhere <laughs> in the country. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you'll be on the phone to be like, ah, I'm just on my, on my way back uh, down to Galway here. I'll be, I'll be up in a, a few hours or something. Like a four-hour drive, do you know what I mean? Like four and a half-hour drive. <laughs> yeah, from, yeah. Front a goal. it is, yeah. At you
0: least.
1: know, but but uh, but no, hey, I, I love. Maybe I didn't love the football at times the way they played it, but it definitely installed some values under me that I'll definitely carry with me through my career and that. And I love, I'll, I definitely love playing under Hammond Paul and stuff, and and also love
0: being minds as as people as well too. You talk about the style there <clears throat> a couple of years ago. Paddy McCourt was playing for them and. Uh... I was back from the States, went in to see Galway United play Finn Harps. And uh, you, you say that, you know, their goal was to win every tackle, win every heather. Now that you, you say that, like, you could see that from the stands. Like, they prided themselves. on. I remember walking out of there and going, I don't even think Galway got a 50-50. I think they, they won every uh, second ball. Uh, they had a big blonde boy in the back with a ponytail. Uh, uh, by Keith
1: Cohen uh, he's a he's a Glenn Thorne he, yeah, I play with him
0: he I was he was, he was you know it was just you could tell that that's their mentality like they didn't lose tackles headers, corners they won every ball like they so I mean listen you know you could you could see it from the stand like what what they were about so <laughs> yeah I mean listen I just being from Galway you hear about Ali Horgan how hard of a worker he is and, um, I mean you can tell I mean Finn Harps are you know, am you know, if they get there's talks of the new stadium up there and, and things like that going on, uh, I mean, they get that. I mean, it's a football mad area, Bally Buffet and that area, and oh, Ball and
1: um, it's massive. Like, I mean, they just need. It, there's that's the only thing that's lacking. Like, I'd see if I have money pumped on their tie and I know like there is talks about it, and it's been stalled a couple of times and things. Because yeah. I think I think 2021 was one of the dates they said for a new stadium to be open. And if they could do that, like, and and they put money on the pay, it would is everything they thrive like 100%. And you mentioned the likes of Paddy McCord, too. I mean, I had the, I know it's near the end of his career, like, but at the probably they play with him, I mean, the man's oh, that's a freaking nature, like, you know, what I mean, like he's just yeah.
0: was brilliant. Best to see him player, play.
1: oh, yeah. best player I've ever played with. Like, I mean, uh, unbelievable, too. Top man, like, you know, what I mean, I got on really well with Paddy and stuff. And uh, high uh, quality player, Hey, quality, I mean, we were playing. The, we were playing Cab and Teeley <clears> and <throat> we won that game think like 7-0 or something and <clears throat> excuse me and then uh, Paddy I think he must have ran past like 7 players <laughs> just got the ball in like the 18-yard box and just I was just standing watching him in amazement like he was just dribbling just zigzagging left and right left and right cut it back cut it back again and then just it's like it's, but he just rolled the ball into the corner and you're kind of like he didn't even hit that hard like do you know what I mean just nice, absolutely dazed people and people are just left ankles broke everywhere, just people like lying on the ground. You're like it's unbelievable. Like, do you know what I mean they have someone that got there too and around the and around the change room like was was unbelievable. Like with we with a lot of characters when I was there and stuff and they they kind of picked the brain someone a part in the career he had as well too in the league Ireland and then also Celtic and and further I feel Like it was it was unbelievable. Like I loved my time there to be honest.
2: And now, now talking about your time at FC Tucson, you are the current captain. how How is the the uh, adapting from the league back home to now USL One? How's how's that been for you?
1: Um, and I now think, you got
2: there light and stuff, but
1: hi, geez, that's that's a, that's a
2: that's another a whole story. Pol- that's, a
1: whole, that's a whole podcast and that's a whole that, that story, <laughs> so what I'd say. Uh, but no, I I say came on about Lit but I like some. Stuff like the green card, and then like pandemic happening, and this happened the hour, like you know. So, but it kind of worked out nice anyway. Like, if it was if I came out when I was supposed to come out, I would have just been laying around here anyway, you know. So, I kind of got off a bit more time with me, with my family that I, I first thought I was going to get. So, that was nice, but but no, the transition's been pretty easy. I mean, obviously, loving Arizona before and stuff, and I've never have in Tucson before, but I mean, it's it's I love Arizona like it was the first place I ever came out in America. And I'd, I would uh, definitely see myself me and my wife settling down here whenever the football finishes. Like, do you know what I mean? But but uh but no, enjoying it here, Tucson and things. Uh, it's a good club. Uh, definitely see it going in the right direction. I know they have the ambition. They they move up to the championship and stuff. Then I think within the next year to two years, stuff like that. They have know they have a lot of things planned, new stadium, this that and the other and stuff. I mean, I know we've probably. I don't know about you and that. I know you've thought, I mean, the, like starting to hear it. kino uh, mm-hmm. and stuff, like the training facilities and the facilities we well is unbelievable. Like, doing a setup like, with every pitch we can choose from. Like, I mean, like, we've trained in about five different pitches and each one that we're playing on is just absolutely immaculate. Like, the ground career are just unbelievable. Keep it up. Stadiums, like, a carpet as well, too. Like And uh, the heat is, ha, <laughs> that's a... That's a different story as well too, getting acclimatised to that pay. Hey, I forgot how actually warm it is out here too, you know, and it's starting to get a wee bit a wee bit cooler, I guess, and Tucson, do like, you know what I mean? But still still nineties and stuff like But Seeing you're playing games in it and stuff like it, it does take you a while, hey, like training and hundred hundred plus degree heat and stuff like It's absolutely mental like, but I love it too. Hey, it's it's better It beats playing in I. Cold, wet, rainy one day night in Bal Harbour. Hey, hey, I'll pack, I'll pick a sweater every day of the week. Playing on a a cow field sometimes out there in Bal Harbour. Hey, when the torrential rain comes, like, do you know what I mean? So, no, enjoying, enjoying being back out there and am uh, finally being back out playing the football in America game. Like,
2: and then and then the I want to talk about the the differences you you spoke on weather that the, the, the travel is obviously different here. You're flying places instead of. What not, What other differences as a player do you see um, between the two leagues? I mean, obviously,
1: first on their travel, like, I mean, travel idea is ridiculous. I mean, we we fly to every away game. Like, I'm, I was saying, it's a hard day. I'm sick like, and tired of looking at airplanes. I swear to God, <laughs> we, have, we have to get another one now on Friday, hey. But, obviously, being the furthest team, furthest team west and stuff, like, it just – they have to fight all the other games so that is like that's a challenge in its own as well too like you know what I mean like you're you're off the day before and then maybe sometimes you may land and then you have to go for a training session and you're up the next day and you're just laying around the hotel and getting your treatments and stuff and playing the game and then getting up the next day early to travel back and have a long day of travel and then you may have a game a few days later like do you know mean so that was that was a lot to get your stay again obviously if you're back home like you have a four-hour bus ride and you, you do it in the morning, play the game, travel back the next day or then that, that, that same night after the game. Like, do you know what I mean? And then you have a few, few extra days of recovery through the midweek game and stuff back home. And so it's obviously a lot easier back home in Ireland. Like, so it's definitely been an adjustment They get used to it right here and stuff. And then uh, they say that differences like, in level and stuff, obviously, like the League of Ireland, obviously a lot superior. They the the standard and that the one I'm at that anyway and stuff like so uh I feel personally as a as a player like I feel kinda of comfortable with the, the level I'm at. Like I definitely wanna uh continue to challenge myself. Do you know what I mean? Like as a as a player I feel like that's always my aspiration is they, they challenge myself and, and play at the highest level possible and also play at the highest level in, in Ireland and I have aspirations to play at the highest level in America too like and I definitely think it's within – easily within reach, like, you know, and it's just uh, obviously taking it step by step on things like that too. But uh, there has been a few uh, definite differences and challenges they get used to, but I mean, that's all part of the game as well too. You know what I mean? Like there's always – you're always going to be – they have different things and have to deal with different things and kind of adjust the things quickly. Or, I mean, if you don't adjust quickly, you'll, you'll soon find yourself being left behind. You know what I mean?
0: Niall, um, mentors within a game. I, I know from from my own standpoint as a coach, plenty of mentors to kind of lean on. Um, what about uh, as a player? Who's your kind of go to uh, mentors if you have any to 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 bounce stuff off, or you know things aren't going well as a, as a player? You know who, who's kind of your go to people uh, to kind of lean on.
1: I. Um... I mean also you have your you have your, your coaches and stuff like that that you you grew up playing with and stuff and uh be close they uh quite a few of my coaches back home in that like and also the likes of like uh Hugh Bell from Yavapan and so i have a really close relationship with him and things but if I was make my go to would be definitely my two cousins. Also we mentioned earlier, Daniel. Daniel be my go to and then uh, I've another cousin and Colin on my father side who played kind of like uh, semi-professional with Lambabadi United when they were in the Irish Premiership and stuff like that too. And things like that too would definitely be my me, me go-tos if I'm like struggling uh, with certain parts of the game or I'm struggling mentally or emotionally or like can I, can I put my my finger on certain parts like what I need to improve on or this, that, and the other. Like, uh, my cousin Colin would, would text me regularly and stuff I and mean, we have FaceTime here and there you know and, and just talk about how I'm doing and he would try I'll say the time difference is a bit difficult to watch the games live back home especially when you play in Arizona you know so it's difficult to, for him to kind of like watch the games all the time having his own family and the same with Daniel and, and stuff but when they can they you know just talk to me about how I'm doing and maybe what I can do better and things like that like and having them two in my corner it definitely it helps me grow do you know what I mean and it's, they're always is that those people who kind of been there and done that and understand understand the game, both differently like both in different ways. You know what I mean. Also, with Daniel, going the career he went with, but going over to England and and things like they got there, and then and then also Colin kind of staying in Ireland and having the career he did, and they kind of bring two different aspects. They they me and I kind of just. Uh, pick their brains on, on different parts but, but my cousin Connell, and my cousin Daniels definitely I'd say my mentors or my go to's like for sure.
2: Yeah we if if we look back on it now five years ago um I met you um in an airport and now five year, five years from now almost we're having this chat. Where where do you see yourself in five years? You're a current captain. You have ambitions to go on is what you've said. Where 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 can you kind of see yourself in five years, hopefully.
1: Uh, well, Hopefully anyway I'm still in touch with still playing the game anyway and stuff like you know what I mean <clears throat> but no like I mean I have, I'm, an, I'm an ambitious person like you know like I definitely see myself hopefully in five years at the highest level which also here's MLS like you know what I mean uh, I feel like I have I have the ability to do that and stuff and say I'm always learning and stuff and all like you know I just feel like getting that environment and just continue to grow and continue to improve and and try and stay at that level as long as I possibly can. And I'll say if you're doing well, different opportunities will come up along its way, you know, but that only happens whenever you get there. So, like, for me, like, that's that's the that's the target at the moment, like, as they continue to just take it step by step and within hopefully five years, like, definitely be playing the MLS and stuff and just kind of see what our, all what our opportunities kind of come along the way through that. Like,
2: yeah, no. It's uh, look. I, w- I wish you the best. I hope everything goes on. Um, and just for me, thanks again for for the shout out um, there last week. We really appreciate it. Um, we're, we're glad that people are are seeing what we're doing, the work that we're putting in, and hopefully helping people. You know, so appreciate it.
1: No worries at all. Hey? Uh, no, I've thoroughly really enjoyed it. I mean, I love, I love. Uh... Keeping keeping up to date with your, your Instagram, your Twitter, you know your podcasts and stuff like that. I mean, it's definitely uh really good football content, you know. And you aren't kind of like waffling on about this that, and they are. I know you're talking about like proper football and people. uh people who've been there, done that. People at the highest level. You're mentioning earlier like some are no needling stuff like do you mean? So, I mean, it's only gonna if people do listen to them and stuff like it's only gonna help them and for whatever reasons they're listening, you know. And if I can. <laughs> People listening, whatever I say here today, hopefully they kind of uh, take some from it. They may not take a lot from it, but if I can uh, alter a few minds, and that's that's I feel I like got my job done.
0: Yeah, I Well, listen again. I'll reiterate, appreciate it as well. I mean, we're we're excited. Uh, the North American Irish coaches is is here to to support Irish people and 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 learn from Irish people. We've all had a different journey, and uh, it's great to hear people's success stories and uh, you know, long may it continue uh, uh, as well. So, we wish you all the best this weekend and, and best of luck with FC Tucson and, and good luck and uh, your weekend match.
1: Cheers, boys. I really appreciate it, hey uh, Hope they chat to you soon.
0: Thanks, Niall. Appreciate it. No. All
1: right, bye.